Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper, Episode 71, How to Stay Agile and Increase Momentum for Growth. This episode is brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, enabling successful leaders and companies to accelerate to their next level of success on the web at businessadvance.com. And now, here's Pam and Scott. Thanks, Chris. I'm Pam Harper, founding partner and CEO of Business Advancement Incorporated. And with me is my business partner and husband, Scott Harper. Hi, Scott. Hi, Pam. It's always great to join you here. And it's a pleasure to welcome our many regular listeners and our new listeners who are increasing in numbers every month. It is so rewarding to see people discovering us, returning for new episodes every Wednesday, and sharing on LinkedIn, Twitter, iTunes, and more. It is. And so if this is your first time listening, the purpose of Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper is to spark new insights, inspiration, and immediately useful ideas for visionary leaders to accelerate themselves and their companies to their next level of growth and success. So Pam, this episode builds on the themes we explored in episode 66, The Secret of Achieving Game-Changing Results. It does. And as we said, in a constantly changing business environment, it's easy to get disrupted by competitors. That's why it's critical to keep finding opportunities to change the game and to do it fast. That's right. So the question many CEOs we speak with have is how do we stay agile yet intact while scaling for growth? And that's our focus for this episode. So this is a bit of a paradox, scaling agile, but getting big at the same time. What are your ideas about the paradox? The paradox is that staying agile enables companies to grow, right? Right. However, as companies grow in size, the organization that supports you also constrains you. What do you mean by that? Well, it's common to address agility by focusing on the infrastructure side of the growth equation through things such as introducing policies, procedures, technology, all the things that enable you to be agile and scale. Right. Or it's also common to focus mainly on the cultural side and the morale issues. And I've spoken with many people and seen that they will assume that this takes care of the infrastructure side of the equation. So keep happy people, people going, yeah, you know, happy and people that. and they do what they need to do. And there is truth in both sides of that right. in one sense. In one sense, but you know, you know, sometimes when we're looking at infrastructure, people feel stifled by the policies, procedures, technology. It's different. It's not what they're used to. And agility and momentum can break down because no one wants to do the things that increase the capability as the company is growing. On the other hand, if people want to move fast and are jazzed up, but there's outdated or missing infrastructure, they don't have the capability. They have the willingness, but not the capability to do what it takes to support the growth and stay agile. So what happens then? Everybody develops their own systems, processes. It's kind of a hodgepodge. This can lead to starts and stops or downright chaos. And momentum grinds to a halt. 
Well, that's right. We've seen this in the news. You see it when products are being recalled, being pumped out faster yeah. than they can come out in a quality kind of way. You know, Honda has been plagued with this very recently. Exactly, yeah. but not just them. So it's critical to pay attention to both sides of this equation and make sure that there's a complementary relationship between these initiatives. And that's such an important thing. Mm -hmm. For example, one of our clients a very successful client, as you know well, right. was faced with this very paradox of agility and momentum for scaling. Uh, they had a very aggressive growth strategy. Right. And when I met them, they were a very successful middle market company. They were having their most successful year ever financially, in fact. However, they were also facing a mysterious morale problem. I remember it really impacted momentum. Why? Why did it do that? Well, on the one hand, if you take what we've been talking about, people were not productive. They weren't leaving. The morale was low. There was a lot of time that had been spent by this company addressing the infrastructure side mm -hmm. of the equation. There were a lot of policies and procedures being put in. Technology was coming in. right? And people could see this, but they also really were confused by what was happening. And it was hard for the people who were leading the company to understand what was going on. Yeah. And they had addressed it with some cultural initiatives, in fact. Mm -hmm. This was the side I was being brought in on initially. They were absolutely sure that if they didn't do something different from what they were doing, that it was going to threaten their growth strategy. Okay. So we've already said that you've got these two sides of the equation, the infrastructure can-do capability, the cultural uh, willingness and mm -hmm. engagement and commitment. Sounds like this company was addressing both sides of the equation. Why wasn't it working? Well, here is the interesting part. What happened was they were definitely doing things on both sides of the equation, but those initiatives were not complementary. Oh. So, for instance, having people work in cross-functional teams, right. but then having old policies in place that were reinforcing the fact that people actually would not do well if mm -hmm. they were to work in teams. So, they reinforced silo thinking and silo behavior, even though... the management was saying, we need cross-functional teams. That's right. Yeah. But there was more, even on the cultural side. Mm -hmm. One of the issues on the want-to side was people truly didn't understand what was happening. Ah, uh, yeah. And so there were issues there too. But the good news was that we were able to figure this out together. Mm -hmm. Yep. It was very much of a joint effort, and they were able to pull these two sides of the equation together for a very powerful outcome. You can read the full story by going to growthignitersradio.com, episode 71, and scroll down under resources, and you'll be able to see the whole thing. Okay. So just to sum it up here in this first segment... The biggest issue, the biggest thing we need to do to stay agile and increase momentum to scale for growth is to discover and address the issues of both the infrastructure side of the equation and the cultural and morale side of the equation. But we need to do it in a way where it's complementary, 
Each side reinforces the other. And when you pull that together, it is powerful. We're going to take a quick break now. And when we come back, Scott and I will dig deeper into the scaling issues you need to look out for on both sides of the growth equation so you can stay agile as your company scales for growth. Stay with us. You are listening to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper, brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated on the web at businessadvance.com. We enable successful leaders and their companies to accelerate to their next level of growth and success. And if you like what you're hearing, spread the good word. Go to growthignitersradio.com, select episode 71, and use the share links Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter at the top right of the page to tell your social media communities all about us. And while you're there, sign up for our weekly alert of upcoming episodes so you'll always be up to date. Welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper, that's me, and Scott Harper. Scott and I are talking with each other today about staying agile and increasing momentum as our companies scale for growth. And you can find links and other information by going to growthignitersradio.com, episode 71, and scrolling down under resources. So Scott, in the last segment, we discussed the paradox of scaling for growth, and we emphasized the importance of addressing both sides of the growth equation, that is culture and morale and Mm -hmm. infrastructure, in a way where it's complementary and all the initiatives work together so that performance really is at a level that is going to take you out of the successful status quo and into that next level of growth. Right. Now let's talk specifically about the issues. Okay. Well, one of the big issues that we see over and over is trying to figure out what the company's capacity for growth is at new scale. It's obvious, although sometimes we overlook it, that as companies grow, their capacity for further activity and to support the growth does not necessarily scale evenly. You know, I I double my business. Mm -hmm. uh, Do I have to double my infrastructure or triple it or grow it by half? Figuring that out is not always easy. And in order to do this effectively, we have to focus on getting everybody together, really concentrating on the basic mission and vision and purpose of the company and use that as the nexus for prioritizing resourcing for people, processes, systems, and really figuring out what it does take to get things done. I agree. What's not discussed enough, though, is that when things are changing, there's always an unvoiced ambivalence about the new priorities that may involve letting things go Mm -hmm. or passing on emerging opportunities. This is tough. Yeah. And People may want to do the new things, but not be, as you say, they're they're ambivalent. That's right. And so what this can result in are consensus decisions. And to me, that is weak agreement. Okay. Yeah, we'll do it that way. Yep, that's good. Won't stand in your way, but I'm not necessarily going to do what it takes to make it happen. And of course, there's so much that goes on 
yeah. when you're doing this. This puts the company at risk of either under or overestimating its capacity to sustain growth at its new scale. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we've seen this a lot. And this is uh, laid out really well in a very well-publicized example in Dan Lebetsky's book, Do the Kind Thing. That's right. We reviewed that in a previous episode. We did our indeed. Our episode. And he's uh, laid out that as they were growing and becoming more and more successful, it was very important to pace and to get a feeling for what they really could do. Mm-hmm. So when they moved into Kroger stores, a very big grocery chain, uh, rather than blasting out all over the country, they did pilots so they could figure out how to scale up and do all the process things that were necessary. Lots of people had to talk. Then mm-hmm. uh, they had a, an ability to go into Walmart. And Lebetsky, who was CEO, would say, yeah, I'm Walmart. For goodness sake, let's Mm -hmm. do this. And uh, his president, that was fairly new at the time, said, wait a minute. If we're going to do this, you know, Walmart requires a lot of stuff we don't have in place yet. Mm -hmm. So we have to put in processes and controls and data systems because that's what they expect. It took a lot of courage for him to say that. It took a lot, a lot of courage. And awareness, too, of what was really happening. That's right. And people at all levels in kind, the kind company, Mm -hmm. were reinforced and were encouraged to do this. It was built into their culture. It is built into their culture still. Absolutely. That's what I understand. That's true. And imagine what happens if that doesn't occur. A good example, counterexample, is what happened to BlackBerry. You know, BlackBerry, very, very successful, as we've said before. Another book we uh, had in our book book, pairing. uh, Losing the signal. Uh, I had Blackberries. Uh, One of the things that happened to them as they grew and faced new competition is that communication was not always free. There was not always a welcoming ear for pushback. Mm-hmm. And we know what happened to Elephants them. in the, the room. Elephants in the room grew and squashed the company and it's not there anymore. It's true. You know, so often I've seen over the years we've been doing this, how many elephants and how many different types of elephants there are about all different things, whether it's on the infrastructure side of the equation or whether it's in the cultural area about how we're doing things and what's important and the values we hold near and dear. It happens in a lot of ways. It does. And, of course, it's not the only thing that happens that can get in the way of scaling. Well, yes. Uh, Another issue of staying agile as a company grows is estimating the level of risk that you're willing to take. Mm -hmm. And this is a go big or go home decision that can make it feel very lonely at the top. Yeah, that's true. Yes. And this is because too often, especially in the smaller and mid-market companies where some of the CEOs and especially owners are still used to being very Mm hands-on. They make these decisions either if it's on their own or with a very limited team. So this actually puts you at risk. Mm -hmm. And as you grow, it becomes even more critical because there's, there's more at stake. More moving parts. More moving parts for sure. What's an alternative? 
In my view, it's to use the asset of the organization as a source of intelligence. This is where it really makes sense mm-hmm. and is really a positive about that larger organization. Because if you think about all the different areas, every function has something to contribute right. in terms of intelligence. Mm-hmm. So for example, customer service can talk about complaints or customer wishes. Right. Uh, suppliers and partners can talk about the intelligence that they have, mm-hmm. especially up and down the supply chain. People who are in the front line could talk about their experiences and uh, purchasing has their mm-hmm. experiences, accounts receivable. You know, it goes on and on. Every single function has a part they can play in gathering intelligence. That's right. And this is where the larger organization that people sometimes complain about, you know, we're stifling under all this weight and it's, you know, it's becoming lumbering and and too big to manage. You get that management part right. And now you have a really powerful intelligence system. Mm -hmm. So the, the thing that constrains you also, as you say, Provides tremendous support. This is where the support this comes in. This is where the Absolutely. scale really can pay off. I agree. Another way that companies increase their agility and momentum while they're scaling for growth, of course, is through outsourcing and strategic partnerships, That's which right. on the one hand seems like it should be an easy way to address the issue. But even that has a lot of issues that go along with it mm-hmm. because even if you find a partner, that has the capability and the capacity and the reach. Here's where a lot of the expectations are not always lined up. What do you mean by that? Well, what does it mean to be an outsource provider or a strategic alliance? We did a study, as you recall, where 50% of the respondents who were senior executives had different views about what they expected from their alliance partner or outsourcing provider. Right. Some people thought that an outsource arrangement was a buyer-vendor relationship. Mm -hmm. Other people thought that it was a real partnership where there would be a free exchange of information. And imagine the disappointment when I have one view, you have another as my outsource provider, and we're not necessarily talking about it. In fact, over 60% of the executives we talked to and surveyed Mm -hmm. expressed disappointment with the overall performance of their partnerships. Which doesn't have to be the case. That's right. What we do have to make sure of, though, is that the expectations are clear on what we're really talking about. And we have a lot of other learnings that came from that study. So... If we sum it up, the more that we break our traditional habits of thought about what people and our organizations can and cannot do and what they are and are not capable of, the more we can stay agile, the more we can increase momentum, and the more successfully we can scale for growth. We're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, Scott and I will talk more about immediately actionable ideas you can use to stay agile and increase momentum as you scale for growth. Stay with us. You are listening to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper, brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated on the web at businessadvance.com. 
And if you'd like to learn more about our study on strategic alliances and partnering that we were just discussing, you can download the complete special report describing our findings, conclusions, and recommendations. Just go to growthignitersradio.com, episode 71, scroll down to the resources section, and click on the link that says Download Strategic Alliances Report. You'll also find links to other useful resources related to this episode. And if you have any questions or would like to discuss any of the issues we've touched on, just click on the Contact Us button at the bottom of the page. Welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. Over the last two segments, Scott and I have been discussing staying agile and increasing momentum as your company scales for growth. You can find links and other information at growthignitersradio.com, episode 71, and scroll down under resources for all the links for this episode. So this is our favorite part of the program in some ways, where we talk about the immediately useful ideas. So how do we put the ideas into practice? That's right. So everything we've been talking about really leads to the need for new types of conversations, which result in defining decisions that shape agility and increase momentum for growth. Okay. So what's the first piece of advice? I think the first piece is to bring people together in a safe environment, in person, for conversations that unite them. Because when people feel safe, they'll be more open to sharing what's really happening. Mm -hmm. And they'll be more able to co-create responses that overcome the obstacles and take advantage of opportunities. We see this time and time again. Mm -hmm. You know, this is where you get into issues having to do with elephants in the room. You can bring people together, but if they do not perceive that the environment is safe for them to really talk about what's on their mind, they'll clam up and it becomes just a waste of time well, for everybody. Well, you get superficial conversations in that consensus that's weak agreement that you've referred to. But here's the question. Mm-hmm. All right, great. We want a safe environment. How do you do it? How do you create that safe environment for the probing conversations? One of the ways is by making sure that you're paying attention to things that increase people's level of trust. Mm -hmm. So we've had a number of conversations with our good friend, Judith E. Glazer, who's the CEO of Benchmark Communications and author of the book, Conversational Intelligence. She's done a lot of research on the neurochemistry uh, around trust and conversations Mm -hmm. and effective conversations. And what's fascinating is that when we can lower our stress responses... And Mm -hmm. that is we're in an environment where we feel that there's a certain level of caring that's going on and respect for different points of view, that it enables different parts of our brain to function. And those are the parts that can take us to the areas where we can co-create. Ah, that's a very important thing. And in fact, we had a discussion with Judith a couple months ago where we talked about that very thing. And people can go to our resources section Mm -hmm. and look that up. We'll We'll have that as well. Yeah, that's good. And as long as we're on the subject of having effective conversations in a safe environment, this is really, really important when you have 
the need to combine a bunch of different perspectives, as we were talking about earlier, for the different functions mm-hmm. as the company grows can be a true asset for intelligence, but also for the very act of creating and refining the processes and systems that are so important to making sure a larger organization can run. That's right. And cross-functional teams are a huge part of this, a, a great example. And there you need to be able to get all of the different aspects together, really thinking about a well-focused functional question, because the questions you ask define the answers you get. So asking the right questions so that that meeting that you have with your Mm cross-functional team actually can take the different things that are happening in these different areas Mm -hmm. and create something that you wouldn't be able to do Well, that's right. And so you have all the specialties. I mean, I think we talk about you can't see the forest for the trees, Uh right? Well, the point is, if you have each specialty area looking at their own trees, you put those together, then you have the forest. Mm -hmm. Boom. Synthesis. Synthesis. That's right. Now, what's the last piece of practical advice we can give? It builds on what we're talking about. For those companies that outsource or are engaged in strategic partnering, Mm -hmm. it's important to go beyond whatever your agreement is and Uh. the contract and to really learn how they do what they do. It seems like that's a no-brainer, but we're talking about in terms of what does it actually take for them to put together, say, a piece of the product that you're Mm -hmm. going to need on a timely basis. How many people does it take? How Uh long does it take? What priority does it take? What does their supply chain look like? Exactly. And that's a huge issue as we're getting more and more involved with companies that have very far-reaching supply chains. Oh, that's right. It's also important to understand how they make decisions. What are their values? How do they prioritize when everything comes together all at once? So it's not just a once and done. What we're talking about is that it's important to know how often you're going to check back with each other. They are, of course, part of your organization in a very real sense. And the quality of the conversations that you have with them, as well as with your employees, will have a huge bearing on the success you have with increasing agility and momentum as you scale for growth. So having that kind of conversation, again, Mm -hmm. we come back to the issue of the safe environment, of feeling respected and feeling the sense of mutuality. And that comes out in the report that we have available on the episode page here. So again and again and again, we come to the, the practical advice of creating powerful, defining conversations that inform the decisions that will take you forward. That's right. Now, Pam. Any final thoughts for this episode on staying agile as we scale for growth? Staying agile and increasing momentum when you're scaling for growth is a paradox that can be mastered. While there's truth that with size comes more complexity, there's also truth that the extra intelligence and resources that come with increased size yield their own unique rewards. 
Thanks, Pam, and thanks to you out there for listening to Growth Igniter's radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. To check out resources related to today's conversation, read our bios, share on social media, and access the reports that we've referred to in today's episode, go to growthignitersradio.com and select episode 71. Until next time, this is Pam Harper and Scott Harper wishing you continued success and leaving you with this question to discuss with your team. What parts of the growth equation do we need to adjust and balance to stay agile and increase momentum for our growth? Growth Igniters and Growth Igniters Radio are service marks of Business Advancement Incorporated. All Growth Igniters Radio episodes are copyrighted productions of Business Advancement Incorporated, intended for the private use of our audience. Except as otherwise provided by copyright law, all other uses, including copying, editing, redistribution, and publication without prior written consent of Business Advancement Incorporated, are prohibited. All rights reserved.